Hello everyone and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing how to blog your life successfully. My name is Lucy Good and I am the founder of Beanstalk, an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. My aim with these podcasts is to get useful targeted information to single mums wherever you are and whatever you're doing. I hunt down experts in the subjects that matter to single mums and I ask the questions that I think you want to know the answers to. The information being shared in my free podcast can save you time, money and a whole lot of worry. And if you have questions that are specific to your situation, my guests will always be happy to hear from you if you like what you're hearing. And talking of guests, it's my great pleasure to introduce today's podcast guest, Beth McDonald from Baby Mac. Now, Beth is a mum of three girls, aged 10, 7 and 2, and she is lucky enough to live in the beautiful southern highlands of New South Wales. She has a brilliant lifestyle and parenting blog called Baby Mac that she's been writing on for the past 11 years. Um, And the last five years of that have been professional blog writing. Beth is a perfect example of how simple, honest lifestyle blogging with quality content can be so hugely engaging. In this current age of social media, we want to know about other people's lives and not just the rich and famous. We're interested, well, I am interested in normal people, people we can relate to and who make us feel comfortable. And this is exactly what Beth does. Single mums often ask me for advice about starting businesses and specifically blogs, which is why I was so keen to do this podcast with someone who seems to have done it with such grace and style. Welcome, Beth. Hi, Lucy. What a gorgeous introduction. I could listen to you talk about me all day. Thank you. <laughs> no, well, it's all true. I'm, I'm, I'm riveted by your blog. I love going on there and having a look at it. Uh, it's uh, just a really comfortable place to be and the way you've done it um as I say it's just effortless it's just thank you you. I always try and make uh, people feel like when they're um coming to read my blog that it's like they're coming down to sit down and have a cup of tea like you're catching up with a girlfriend or a sister which is um kind of why I set the blog up initially in the first place which I'm sure we'll get into but yeah I just always want it to be like we're, we're we're long lost friends and we're just having a catch up and it, it, it does come across like that. And one of the things I just wanted to ask you quickly before we go into the questions I've got for you is just to tell me just a little bit more about this wonderful place that you live in the Southern Highlands. Of course, coming from the UK, I think of the Scottish Highlands um, and rolling hills and very beautiful. And I'm thinking it's probably a little bit like that. So tell me it, about it. <laughs> oh, it's not as stunning as the Scottish Highlands. My God, that's my favourite place in the whole world. But maybe that's why I was kind of drawn to living here too. It's um, it's only 90 minutes south of Sydney. So it's wedged directly um, halfway between Sydney and Canberra. Um, it's a sort of elevated kind of area. I mean, it's not um, it's not like we're in the Blue Mountains or anything, but um, we occasionally get snow, and it's just a lovely little um, dairy and potato farming area, generally speaking, um, that people have been drawn to for its natural beauty. And there's this collection of 
probably about six small villages where that make up the Southern Highlands, and we're in one of them called Barawang, um, which is probably one of the smallest in the lot. We don't have a great deal in our little village town in terms of shops or amenities. We've got a tiny little uh, primary school where my two girls go. Um, we've got a pub and a butcher and a general store, and then that's it. So it's a really lovely kind of like a time warp, I guess, um, place to, to live. And we moved down here from Sydney. We did the tree change seven years ago, coming up next month. And um, we didn't know anyone down here. We moved from the inner city Sydney um, area and I sort of left my job. My husband can work with his job, but we uh, we moved down here. It's been the best thing we have ever done. It's just gorgeous. Absolutely life-changing and a fantastic place to bring up kids by the sound of it. Yeah, it really is. It's it's. I find it really comforting. It's kind of like, like I said, a time warp. It's like the 80s. So it's sort of like when we were growing up. So our kids can walk to school and they can walk home from school and everyone in the village knows what everyone's doing, which has its blessings and its curses, yes. I guess. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just a really, really great community um, feeling and and we have amazing support. We've got great friends. It's just we, we really lucked out when we moved here. It's been great. Yeah, good for you. And it's so scary making that move, but you do it and, and it's worked. So you can just enjoy it now. Will you be there forever, do you think? Uh, definitely. <laughs> I think we will be here for the – well, uh, honestly, until the girls um, finish high school and because we have a bit of a gap between um, – child two and three where we didn't really think that through and we're going to be at school forever yeah. <laughs> so we will by the time Maggie finishes high school we will be kicking her out and uh Rob and I might go and move overseas or I don't know who knows yeah. what will happen then but yeah well it's nice to be in a, in a good place to do it so it's... all right well we'll start going into the questions that I've got for you uh delving a little bit deeper into your blog and see how easy it really would be if any of the single mums listening would like to have a go at doing a blog themselves um so the baby mac blog has been going for a while in fact before facebook was there ever yeah. such a time no can you even imagine like when our brains were intact and we could actually talk to each other no i i I just can't believe that, but you've said it since before Facebook, but your initial reasons for starting um, this blog were purely personal to keep in contact with your family, your sisters, I think. So yeah, that's right. Just tell me a little bit about how and why you started it. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I think anyone that starts a blog has either got, um, they're an oversharer generally speaking. So if we were to meet on the street, I would, or if we met in the playground or the park or whatever, I would be that person that completely oversharing everything going on in my life. So, you know, <laughs> blogging has been a natural progression uh, for me to do that. And I've always been a diary keeper. So as a little girl, I've got all my diaries from you know, the angsty year seven through to year 12. And I've just always loved recording my thoughts and, and what's going on. So initially um, I started it in July 2006. So I've just clicked over 11 years of blogging, which I find amazing that I'm still doing this. But um, my sisters, I've got two sisters and a brother. Two, My younger sister was living in London and my older sister was in Melbourne. And I just had fallen pregnant with Daisy, our first daughter, and I really wanted to share photos. And like like we said, Facebook didn't exist. Social media hadn't really kicked off. Smartphones definitely were not a thing. So um, 
it was a great platform for me to be able to do all that, update photos, tell stories of what was going on. And um, I think about six months after I started, Facebook um, came to Australia and the UK. It hit at about the same time. So, um, And then that kind of changed. We were then everyone was oversharing but I just kept plugging away at my blog and um, and from there it kind of grew into you know the challenges of going back to work and juggling life with work and babies and then thinking about when you're going to have the next kid and it's just kind of rolled on from there so yeah here I am 11 years later. Yeah I mean I wouldn't have even known that blogging was around 11 years ago I think some of us were still getting used to what the internet was at that stage. Yeah. So the, you, the you US, were a pioneer of the blogging world, really, well, I, weren't you? I mean, I feel like um, the US were are kind of about five years ahead of where we are in Australia. I, if I was sort of pinpointing social media around the world, like the US led um, the way with blogging and then Facebook and social media, and then I think Australia was quickly um, behind the US and then the UK and South Africa and other places have been a little bit slower you know I'd put them about two years behind um behind us so I I read a couple of blogs from America and I'm still friends with those people like from Mm. the other side of the world now today we're still mates on Facebook um so yeah there, there were I think probably what people would know our first taste and that people had of online space would have been in online forums like um you know like wedding wedding forums that Mm. you had there were a couple of those that I followed and then everyone started having babies and yeah they were kind of like the first taste of that online mother's group yeah and everybody just getting together and having a chat and sharing opinions it all seems very dated now doesn't it but so (laughs) when you it must must be quite you say you're quite comfortable sharing information but it must have been quite strange having a blog that was for family only and and then how did it happen that other people became interested in it and people that you didn't know but obviously felt that they knew you and wanted to get to know you I mean that must have been quite a strange transitional phase for you yeah yeah it definitely was but exciting for me I'm a kind of like someone that loves um (laughs) I'm I'm not like I need attention or anything but I I loved I got such a thrill when I got my first comment from someone that I knew um who wasn't my family that was reading it's like oh my gosh my audience of three people I really (laughs) I really should start you know focusing on my audience um so it would have been a happy dance moment for, it for was, sure, it really, wasn't it? It's really exciting for me, and I think that the way that it, it that it started to get a little bit of traction was that blogs had, you know, you um, I would comment on some of my US readers or blogs as you know Beth from Baby Mac, and then they'd see your name, and then they go and check out your blog, and then. I mean, that's the way it always starts. It's a very slow burn blogging, and um, I guess the the best way to start getting yourself known in other places other than on your space is to to comment and join. I mean, there's so many um, blogging groups and mm. and forums and Facebook groups, and I mean, it's endless now. But back then, it was just a simple comment as Beth from Baby Mac and then someone would go down there and then you might get put on someone's blog role which was like a on the sidebar of blogs they had you know you'd list all your favorite blogs and then if you liked reading that person you would just go down the rabbit warren and then it would just sort of start from there so I think that was initially how it how it began and then um 
you know, Facebook started and then you would have a – it was a long time before I set up a Facebook page for my blog and, and now things have changed again. It's all, all about creating a group, private group, so that people mm. can talk in a sort of more private space. I think the way we've consumed social media over these past 11 years has changed a lot. Initially it was very exciting and everyone was oversharing and it was – this huge boom and everyone wanted to start a blog and then it's sort of you ride that wave and you come out the other side and you just got to keep changing. That's the one thing I've learnt from blogging is that you just go with the flow and pick up whatever you can, whatever new social media, it's Instagram or it's Pinterest or it's Snapchat and you just ride ride the waves and be adaptable. Yeah, because there is always something new coming out, isn't there? Just when you think you've got it nailed, (laughs) something else happens. Exactly. (laughs) But what I love about your blog is that it's, it's so real. It's almost familiar. You actually seem so content and happy with your life. Um, And when I read about what you've been doing, this makes me feel good. Yeah, at the same time, you've managed to create real style, which is so perfectly you. Did you set out to create a distinct brand, as you have done, or did it evolve into how it is today? Oh, it's completely evolved. I mean, as I mean, I didn't have a style myself when I started the blog. I was like 29 and pregnant and sort of, you know, only been married a couple of years. So if I had had a goal to create a style and and set that up as a blog from the get-go, which a lot of people do and some people can be really successful um, in doing that. I just – I was just never that grown up. I just – I've just – I have matured and grown up and had this huge um, path of self-discovery along the – over those 11 years where I've, you know, learnt things that I'm good at, things that I'm not. I've discovered like a passion for photography, which I never knew about. And – you know, when we made that, so I've been blogging since before we made the tree change. So when the first couple of years of the blog is is very much um, a different voice because I wasn't so happy in um, in my you know corporate world of um, going to work and dropping the kids at daycare and rushing back, and we were on this sort of treadmill of life of grown up life that was making me miserable so um when we made the tree change down here and um you know I was lucky enough to quit my job and you know we've we've started again from that point I think um I discovered a whole lot of stuff that I didn't really know that I like to do and and I've been sharing that journey so things like interiors and having you know, shopping for or creating spaces to live in that are that are functional and cool and I, like that's something that I didn't know that I've discovered and um, entertaining and uh, hosting people down here. We have a lot of visitors who came um, initially to just to, to stay and visit with us. Has um, shown this sort of passion for entertaining and cooking that I've been able to develop and, and grow and share. So these things have all popped up along the way and um, the blog's been a, a wonderful platform to explore those things and share them. And I guess you become an expert because you're telling people how to do things, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm making it up no myself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the, the great um sort of fake it till you make it when you when you're blogging become the expert in a field and you you know you probably know that with your own business you're just finding it finding your feet as you go but it's it's when you discover that you might know how to do something that other people don't know what to do and then you share that Mm. and so it's a wonderful 
thing to be able to do. Yeah, and it's all such sort of simple, normal stuff that you're talking about, stuff that people can really relate to. You're not off doing some unusual hobby or activity. There are so many mums out there who just exactly going through exactly the same journey as you you know we all grow up when we have kids we have to we stop going out clubbing and we start inviting people (laughs) around for dinner and then all of a sudden we're more excited about buying a set of dinner plates than we are about going out and buying a new dress and it's a a transition that we all make so if we if you're doing something that people can relate to um, which you're doing, then it's going to be successful. And the other thing, and I, I've never heard the phrase tree change before. Oh, have you? I, no, I've never heard it before. I don't know whether it's a, an Australian thing and I just haven't yeah. picked up on it yet, but I love it. But I think that so many people would like to do that tree change or sea change. Um, it's their dream and many people will probably end up doing it. Um, others know they possibly won't, but they do like to follow somebody who's done it. They're intrigued and they're interested. And I think by you making that move, it's really given the blog um, an extra line of um, information to people to look at. And, you know, I, I'm very intrigued about where you live. Um, it sounds so different to the rest of Australia. And I, I'm like, hats off that you've made that move. And I think other people feel the same. Yeah, it's, um, it, without that move down here, I don't, I don't know whether I would still be blogging. It really gave me, um, I guess, a point of difference because at the time it was very noisy online. Everyone's got, there were mummy blogs were the thing to do. But, I mean, there's only so many people complaining about their kids that you really want to read about. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, tell me. You know, yeah, I've got that at home. It. I don't really need to see pictures of you <laughs> doing that as well. So, um Definitely the blog and and being down in this beautiful part of the world has been um, another way to create this sort of escapism or, um, you know, it's it's not aspirational, but it's something. It's I know that I get emails from people that is hop into, that get to their desk at work and they turn on their computer and the first thing they'll do is read my blog to see, you know, what we were up to because it's like, you know, this little escape for yes. five where you can escape your life and see what someone else is doing. I love that. I mean, I'm so, we're all inherently a little bit voyeuristic, aren't we, that we want to know what's happening. And if it's something that's interesting, I mean, if it's not interesting, no one's going to be sticking around. But if it's something different and you can learn, get a taste of, uh, you know, another part of someone's life that they're not doing, it's so interesting, I, I think. It is. It's like um, escapism, um, from their own lives just have a quick look in and and see what somebody else is doing and think about somebody else's life yeah um, a bit. I recently um connected with uh, a, a woman who is a um she lives on a remote farm station in the middle of the northern territory and I connected with her she sent me a you know I love your blog blah 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 and I was like, you should start a blog. Like, And she's like, what do you mean? Like, this is so boring. I'm like, it is so not boring. Her life of living in the remote part of Northern Territory and living on these farms, where, you know, that have two to three million acres and, and how she, you know, the kids go to school of air and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it's so fascinating. She, to her, it was like normal everyday life. And she's since started a blog and has become really popular because, you know, it's just sharing your story that's, yeah. that's and anyone can do that. Yeah, exactly. And I, I have um, a Facebook group, The Single Mum Vine, and I'm forever um, going through and letting people in. And I always have to have a quick look at their profile just to check they are 
uh, female yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and mums and ideally single. Um, but, you know, I, funnily you should say, because there was somebody on there the other day who was from a remote part of Australia and I was intrigued by the photos. It's just such a different way of living. So it just does go to show that things that you think won't interest people really do. They do, yeah. Um, so next question is a little bit of what we've been talking about anyway, but we'll go into it a bit deeper. So you are an ordinary mum doing ordinary things, but you've, you have created an extraordinary business um, and you've got a massive following of people who are interested for all the reasons that we've just been talking about. So what would you say to single mums listening um, who are thinking about blogging? And I know there's lots of them that are, but they feel that their lives aren't interesting enough. Well, I mean, it's exactly that point that I was just saying. I, I think um, everyone has something to share and has um, experience that they can that they can share. Particularly for single mums. I mean, I know my sister's um, recently in the last couple of years gone through a divorce herself, and you know, you're completely thrown in the air of what am I meant to do? How am I meant to do this? And you're looking for help from people. So if you've been through an experience and you can share how you felt um, emotionally, how you dealt with things financially or um, how you physically could, you know, change the way that you lived because of the new circumstances. I mean, all those things are are things that you can teach people and, and there's constantly going to be more people going through this every day. So I know that there would be people <laughs> that sit down, I mean, the things that people put into Google, right, like the, some of the search terms I get that of people coming to my blog that you can look up, people type in things, people want to know what do I do, how do I get through this. You've got stories, you've got your own experience that you can share with others and I think um, that you might not think that it's interesting but what you've been through, what, whatever challenges you've faced and overcome or challenges you still face or are feeling, frustrations, all of those things are stories and experience that could help people. So I, I would never think that you don't have anything interesting to, to share. I think, I mean, I don't think my life is interesting, but people do. So, I, you know, I think, um, I think particularly with females and the way that we are wired is, is that we are always looking to connect it's what's been happening for the last however many millions of years it's what women do sitting around in a circle in Africa it's what people do over the back fence it's like everywhere people women particularly I think um want to connect with other with other people and hear their stories and feel yeah me too or oh my god I'm not the only one that thinks that and and blogging can be a platform and a medium to do that in in the um 21st century so don't get, you know, bogged down that you're not interesting because everyone's interesting, I think. Everyone is interesting, that's right. And I think as well that being, um, you know, I agree with you totally about your connect, uh, the connection between females in particular, but mums and, you know, single mums especially, it can be an isolating experience. You can have two or three kids that you're looking after all day um, and you're busy all day, but you're still lonely. So if you can help somebody feel less lonely, you're already doing something good with your blog. Absolutely. And, and that's, I guess, another reason why my blog has been um, popular and successful is that is, is that vulnerability and opening up myself and sharing things and frustrations that, that everyone experiences when they're raising small children. I, I can't imagine doing that alone. That adds a whole nother level of um, complexity to it. But, um, 
it's it's that sharing and you can do that in any way i mean you can i i've had like social media has been a wonderful way for people to do that and stop that loneliness and that can and create connection when they might not have it otherwise because you can't get to a mother's group if you've got three kids at home or you can't you know you mm. you're struggling just to get through the day a quick you know it's scrolling through instagram and finding a picture of someone else and going oh my god me too and having a laugh it's a it's a, an amazing um, thing that we have available to us now and um, it certainly saved my ass a couple of times in the middle of the night with babies or, you know, mm. you just got that – whenever you've got self-doubt, I think it, you just want to ask someone, don't you? Like, you is do, anyone else going right. through this too? <laughs> you just – and just to know, and the fact that you say you're so vocal and you let it out and you tell people what you're going through – there are many people who don't feel comfortable doing that, but to hear yeah. somebody else say it just puts them into a better position. So yeah, yeah I do. Th yeah, you do have to be quite vocal and open, don't you, to have a blog? You've got to. You, really you do. I think you've got to be. I think. I mean, it depends what kind of blog. If you're blogging for a business, or or you're doing a five ways to get through this, or how to do that, that can be quite non-emotional and and you know just factual but for me i i think the vulnerability and opening yourself up and and sharing some of those innermost things to, to whatever level you're comfortable with of course um is what's always gonna resonate and and is always the way even with people that have businesses or things that are more um you know, like product focused or teaching people something, whenever you share that personal, emotional stuff, it is always going to resonate like so, so much more. It's, it's just the way we work, I think. And, and it's fine to make the odd mistake as well because people absolutely love it when you make a mistake. Of course they do. <laughs> and they people relate to you even more. We like that. <laughs> So just relax, everybody. It's fine to make mistakes. <laughs> Makes you real. Um, so blogs are created for many reasons. You were just saying, you know, they can be for personal things, for information, for businesses. Um, and some people who do personal blogs, they like to do them simply to document a certain journey in their life. I've got a friend who set up a blog um, when he was diagnosed with cancer. So he was just sharing the information of his journey. Um, I know it sounds a bit depressing, but he's fine absolutely fine now but everybody yeah. was asking about it and he wanted to put it out there and let people know um, yeah. what was happening and it was very inspirational actually um, but a blog that makes money is the ultimate job for a single mum well for mm. any mum or anybody <laughs> um, so for those who struggle to make the link between blogging and earning what are the three main ways that bloggers can make money um so you can um you can make money from your blog and having um like advertising so you could have a sidebar or a banner ad or um ads underneath your posts or something which are all sort of widgets that you can put into your blog and you can get um clicks from that for that will, will pay you money you can um get paid for a sponsored blog post or a review. So say you've got a product of, um, I don't know, a, a, a brand would come to you and say, um, 
maybe one of the smaller brands to start with while you're still finding your feet but um you know you could you could do some work and you do a sponsored blog post and you get paid money for that or you could get paid money for sharing something on any of your social media channels um and then otherwise you can create a um you know a voice through your writing that gets you an opportunity to do freelance writing or you know being a journalist in some way for an online platform like Kidspot or Babyology. There's these huge websites now that are starving for content and if you can write a story and provide um, a story for them, then, you know, do it Yeah, and share it. Oh, I can hear it. I can oh, you can hear, hear my friend. Can... Hang on. I'll just... <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> has she woken up? She has, but I think she's, I think she's okay. Hang on. Oh, it should okay. be all right. Let's just That's keep going. Right. Let's Let's power on until she... Let's power on. Yes. Let me know yeah. if you need to take a break. That's all Thank good. You. But all mum's here. So it. talking of social media, what would you say are the two main ones and for um, a lifestyle blogger, the two main platforms? Because if you do too many when you first start, it can be yeah. a bit overwhelming. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Facebook and Instagram are where you need to be um, with having a blog as well they're the, the main kind of um spots to be you can be in things like pinterest and it depends what you are like if you've got a skill like you could have a really great engaged pinterest audience that is highly niche and and you can get paid to do that but if you're just starting out a blog and you want to um to have other platforms to use i would definitely say facebook and instagram and people um have sort of stopped commenting as much as they used to on people's blogs. So Facebook is where you might get more comments these days or Instagram. It just changes the way that people sort of scroll through and um, consume their their sort of media and um, entertainment. I guess blogging could be a form of entertainment. Um is yeah those two so definitely Instagram and Facebook yeah I would agree with that as well actually they're the two that I've focused on and the amount of time they take up I don't think I could do anything else at the same time no. they are yeah. just so all-consuming but okay let's talk um tools for the job um we know that you need a computer and an internet to start a blog but what else is essential to create a blog in terms of software and knowledge um, I would so when I started out, I used a blogger, a blogspot template, which was free. And um, in the eleven years that have passed, technology has gone through the roof. So you can get a really good free template um, blog online now. You through, um, I would recommend using WordPress because it has in its back end um, a whole lot of tools that can help um, drive traffic to your um, to your blog. So things like SEO and which is search engine optimization. So for me, if I was doing a blog post on how to make a chocolate cake, I can then put in what people would search for to get to that. And so WordPress gives you that ability to have a really good back end. So you need to have a, um, a WordPress platform. You need to have a domain name. Um, you need to have hosting that you have to pay for. I, I don't know. I, I know because my blog receives a lot of traffic, my hosting fee is quite expensive um, per month. Um, but if you're just starting out, you could possibly get away with um, just using, you know, a, a, a small amount to host. Um, you can spend a lot of money on the design of your website. A lot of people would create um, 
whilst you've got these free templates, people might like to create a logo or a brand and then sort of connect that through all their social media platforms so that's consistent. So that might be a cost that you'd have. Um, I have a digital SLR which I use for my photos just because I love taking photos but, you know, you can just use your phone and get away with that. So um, and then from there, you know, you can do your professional development stuff. There's courses you can do. There's groups that you can join. I think the biggest thing that that you have to have when you're doing a blog is time mm. and, um, yes. <laughs> and and there's a, a lot of time before any traction can be made it is just turning up every day and um and 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 showing up and doing it and keep doing it even though the numbers might not be great you just got to keep doing it it's time and consistency and um i think that's the biggest thing you've got to have available to you and what I've certainly found is at the beginning, you're almost begging people to collaborate with you or just to do anything at all with you to advertise in your newsletter or to um, write you a blog or to allow you to write them a blog. But it does slowly start turning as your numbers increase. Before you yeah. know it, the odd email comes in where people are wanting, you know, they're asking you to collaborate with them. And it does take a long time and it is a slow process. But when it starts happening, um, it's so rewarding, isn't it? Because you put so much effort into it. It is. It is really rewarding. And when you can get that first, um, you know, product or something sent to you because people think that you're worthy of that or a paid job, I mean, it's really exciting. And to have something that you have created yourself from nothing yes. to something is something to be really proud of. It is, I agree. And um, the other thing as well, just to add on, um, because a lot of people don't know this, um, you were mentioning things about courses and things that we can do, and there's so many free courses online, but also for things like web design and all sorts, literally anything, you can now go to these online websites like Guru and Upwork and get things done ever so cheaply and reasonably well, yeah, can't true. You? Yeah. Um, which are freelancer websites. So um, if you go to somebody in your local town to get work done, um, which and I'm all for supporting locals and doing things where we can, but if, when you're starting out and you just don't have have the money these um, freelancer websites can actually get you stuff done that you perhaps couldn't afford to do otherwise so they're worth taking a look at as well yeah but um, look you mentioned cameras and photos slightly but um, blogs are nothing without photos um, I look at yours and I think I can see myself sitting at that table with Beth having a wine and a laugh. There is actually a picture of you sitting at a table on your blog, I'm sure, somewhere. Yeah. And I thought, I can just see myself there. Um, <laughs> you make everything look real, enticing and effortless. Is it really that easy getting the right images for your blog? Um, and what are your basic tips for the camera shy? Well, I mean, I didn't, I would, to start with, you look at the photos on my blog initially and they're absolutely just <laughs> just terrible. And it's through time that has uh, taking hundreds of photos um, every, you know, every week is the only way that I've gotten better at that. So um, that said, I certainly don't have the time with a two-year-old and the other two kids at school and I get a very limited window of opportunity in the middle of the day when Maggie's asleep, which she's not doing right now, but um, uh, to get stuff done. So I just don't have time for those stylized shots. If I was doing a recipe blog post and if it was something that I was being paid for Woolworths or uh, whoever, um, I'm certainly going to take the time to try and make that look um, fancier and more styled. But um, I would 
just generally it's 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 quick i mean i'm a freak my house is always really clean that's really important to me so i'll um i if you were to come in here you would see that i would have flowers of vases of flowers and that they're you know things look generally i would expect no less i'm sure you would be the sort of person they're like oh my god it really is like this i'm like yes it is um so yeah i would just i just don't have the time to stylize photos and i think that people do respond in, like I said, that vulnerability of you sharing yourself. If things aren't perfect, like mm. people get that too. I think, you know, in our social media world of seeing Instagram and seeing how curated it can be, people don't connect with that. I think, you know, if it's your home and you're sharing yourself, then the more real, the better. But, um, yeah, I would just continue to take, um, take as many photos as you could. Yeah. And I mean, photo stock um, images don't work anymore. So um, people aren't interested. Yeah. And also um, another tip um, for taking photos is when your kids are old enough, get them to do it. Because my children take amazing photos, perhaps quite a lot better than mine. Um, So always get your kids to show you the photos they've been taking because they'd be quite good to use um, in a They are. They get a very good angle from down low. You can get a great outfit post out of your... um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maggie wasn't. Maggie hasn't quite mastered the um, Instagram photos for me yet, but it's a matter of time. You'll be amazed how young she does it. Yeah, <laughs> I actually pay my girls now. I pay them five dollars yeah. if they give me a really good photo with the right colourings that I can use on my blog. I'll pay them. So I exactly. Think well, I mean, I tell you what, our blog, my blog, I shared my kids from when they've been little through till um, you know Daisy's about to turn eleven and. Like, it's a family business. We have been given some amazing opportunities through our blog and through sharing stuff. And so, you know, if if the kids are in something, I will always pay them, particularly if it's a paid um, client work. So I just, you know, I really look at it like a family business. So it's a great way to get them involved, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so some of the single mums listening might be keen to get started. Hopefully, we our little chat has encouraged them. So what are your words of advice um, to the startup blogger to get them in the right headspace from the word go? Well, I would, I would say that, you know, have a clear idea of what you want to share, like what it is that you are wanting to share, your story, what you want to teach people, what you want to connect with people. And and remember what that is as you go on. And there'll be times where it's completely frustrating and you don't have the numbers that you thought you would have, all the traction, all the this, all of that. And for me, whenever I get sort of a little bit lost, and you'll make mistakes along the way, I certainly have, is to say, okay, stop I'm getting frustrated or I'm losing my focus or I'm losing the direction of where I was going and stop and go, okay, what, what, what am I trying to tell people and go back to that and that will give you a renewed kind of focus and um, direction again, which is really important because it's time-consuming and it's long. It can be a really long time. For me, you know, it took – four or five years before I I got any real traction um, in terms of an audience or people thinking that I had anything of any value to add. Um, so if you're, not, if you're not in it for the long haul, it's certainly not an instant success. Um, I'm going to make big bucks from this because you're just not. The amount of hours you put in to how much you get paid is, I mean, you try and work out what that hourly rate would be and you would prefer to go on stacks of supermarket yeah. shelves I think <laughs> I don't even like to think about it 
Exactly. It's just, it's hard. And I think if you just, if you really want to do it, for me, it's like it just, I, through the process of blogging, I discovered a passion for writing, which I didn't really know that I had. It's a, It's been a real creative outlet for me to write and take photos and share a story. So I, I couldn't stop blogging if I tried. I think I, it's become such a part of my life. It's like my blog's older than any of my children. It's my mm. fourth child <laughs> and my first child for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I would just say if you can really focus on on what you're trying to say and keep coming back to that and just be pers- persistent, be consistent and, um, you know, try not to try not to get bogged down in um, – you know, not reaching success that you may have thought you you would by certain times. I think it's really important to um, see how far you've come, even if it's just like I, I do this thing where I've got this cup and I fill out little bits of paper when something happens, like I reached, you know, 500 likes on Instagram and then you put it in with the date and then you put in, you know, I've got um, three or the most amount of comments I ever had on a post. They're just like little wins that you have along the way. And then when you sort of, you know, two years into it and you go, I'm not doing very well, I sort of open up that cup and look into it and go, hang on, like, look how far I have come. And I think, you know, like I thought, I think I'm doing a bad job, but I was only at a thousand Facebook likes and I was really excited by that. So, I mean, that's something you can do in your whole life anyway. I think parenting and particularly for single mums out there to see how far you've come. Look at, the, you know, you started out with no clue, feeling lost and afraid and look at what you can do now. So, you know. It is really important to do that, to just keep an eye on it because you can become quite, although you're blogging and you're talking to people and you've got a conversation going, you're you're the blog, you're working on your own doing this. So you're, and working alone can become quite insular and you can just have days where you feel, you know, so, so like I just could not be bothered to do my Facebook schedule at the weekend because I had had very little engagement last week and I was feeling quite down about it but I sat myself down and I did it and my first two um, posts that went on yesterday created heaps of responses and it's almost scary how it actually makes us feel the effect that it has on us but because you haven't perhaps got somebody to bounce ideas off of um, other than your audience which are so important it can be difficult sometimes just to as you say see how far you've gone and how well you're doing Exactly, and I would really recommend um, getting connected with um, some other bloggers that are in in your space, like whether it's um, personal blogging or lifestyle or whatever your blog becomes, is finding some, you know, kind of colleagues that you can bounce ideas. I've got a couple of private groups on Facebook that I'm a part of, and, and you can go in there and say, hey, this brand's come to me and they're or this person wants me to write a story and they're going to pay me $100. Is this ridiculous? And it's that sort of slap around going, you're worth more than that or, yeah. you know, just bouncing. It's like that water cooler stuff that you have in any office space and you don't have when you're online because it's very um, isolating and you're doing everything. <laughs> you're doing everything um, yourself from, you know, from <laughs> – 
being the editor and coming up with being the writer of the stories, being the photographer, yeah. being the advertiser. I mean, you, you're it. You're emptying a bin <laughs> and then you're like working as a mother outside of that too. So it's not very glamorous and it's exhausting. But, um, you know, you could find a, a passion and a, a voice that people connect to connect with and I think – for me, that's why I keep coming back to it. I get emails from people saying, you know, I whether it's I made your, you know, lemon delicious pudding and everyone thought I was an excellent cook or if it's something more deeper and bigger about um, making a tree change or having a third kid or how to do um, something basic, it's, it's, it's changing someone's day and I think that that's pretty cool. It is. And so it's a, it's a long-term thing. If you go into it, don't expect massive things to happen straight away. You've got to be very passionate um, about it. And you, you do it as something on the side, wouldn't you, to start with? Um, Absolutely, and then, yeah. You know, further down the line, it might be something that will take off. But that is just fantastic. Beth, that is all we've got time for. And I can hear that little Maggie is probably <laughs> thinking the same. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and for oh, being patient with oh, me. Look, it's, no, it's, it's been fine. I don't mind it at all. It's lovely having um, having a third person in on our chat. Yeah. Um, I've, I, I'm a bit obsessed with blogging and I'm quite fascinated by what makes a blog successful. And you've made it all sound so easy. And I think what I've probably taken most from this podcast is not to overcomplicate it really Um, absolutely I think you can get caught up in I I want it to look professional and I want it to be this and I'm going to have this brand and I'm going to be this voice and because you're trying you want to be taken seriously so you want to put it out there but always just like pair it back to why have I started this what am I trying to share and and just keep doing that because you know in the 11 years every time I've gone off off the wrong track or made a mistake it's always because I've forgotten why the why of why I started and um in in this age of so much noise and social media and everyone's like vying for your attention and our brains have completely you know if I look back of how my brain has changed the way I consume my media and I can't even read a book now because I put it down and you know (laughs) Mm. too many tabs open in everything (laughs) that we do I think um, people that are stopping and sharing a little bit of themselves online are always going to be the ones that other people are drawn to. I just do. And I think for for single mums out there who are going through something and have things to share is is amazing, helping other people. I think it's a great thing. So, yeah, but just don't don't overthink it and don't expect instant success because it doesn't come yeah brilliant (laughs) brilliant advice so very quickly before we wrap up could you just run us through where we can find you beth um and what's next for the wonderful baby baby mac oh well the thing is i never make plans because as i said (laughs) everything changes if i said i would like to do this or that or you know i've got grand plans um they won't ever come to fruition and i'll just get disappointed at myself (laughs) and beat myself up so i create no plans and i try and go with the flow um I can be found online. My blog is www.babymac, baby slash or dash mac. I don't even know. Anyway, babymac.com. <laughs> and um, I am on Facebook and Instagram as Baby Mac. Um, and I guess sort of next steps for me, I've been trying to do, um, try and make, you know, some money. <laughs> it's like trying to make money is very hard. 
but um, creating some workshops and um, events that my readers can come to because people really want to connect with you offline. Um, and because we live in such a gorgeous part of the world, I've been trying to create some um, sort of days. I've had a, I've done two of them already, which have been really, really great days where I um, invite people to this space. I show them how to cook some of my most popular recipes, a live, live cooking demonstration, and we sit and eat that and I share a little bit about the blog and it's in a beautiful part of the world. So um, they've been really good. So I guess keeping those things up, Maybe looking to do like a shop. You know, people always ask me where I buy clothes or things that I have in my house. So looking at getting some um, brands on board and, and trying to sell stuff. I mean, surely a homewares range down the track is the the, the big dream yeah. so that everyone can have their own baby Mac linen and um, plates. <laughs> And you, I mean, you say you don't have plans. You've got to say it. You've got to dream big. And if you just say it out loud, then maybe you'll do it. Maybe I'll write a book. I don't know. This, I don't know. I'm just right now. I've got a two year old, so my my um, global ambitions will have to just yeah. wait a while. You know. And that's the beauty of blogging, though. It does leave you with all these different opportunities to take different avenues once you're off and running. So I mean, what you just said proves that. So thank you so much. Um, and thank you single mums for listening there you have it it's a perfect home business and a brilliant way to share the highs and lows of your life with others in a similar situation and best of all one day if you work hard you could make money from it until next time ladies goodbye <laughs>